Oh, I thought you were going to go. Oh, go ahead. All right. Well, welcome back to Basement Sports Podcast. It's been a while since we've done one for a couple reasons. Best and most important one would be we're both on vacation for a week. Yep. Uh, Secondly, there's really nothing going on. (laughs) Uh, And really, in Pittsburgh, there's nothing going on. No. Coach leads us right into my first I told you so. Hit it. Of the podcast. Go ahead. The very first one we did. What did I tell you? You about told me the that Pittsburgh the Pirates, Pirates would be in last place. And why? Did you remember me saying that they did not field a major league team? Yeah, they didn't. They're not major league team. No. Um, and the owners knew it. Yeah. Uh, the shortstop they ran out there was was horrible. Yep. They have one pitcher. They have nobody. And <laughs> that pitcher got hurt. Yeah. Well, now their best pitcher, assumingly their best pitcher, is having his second Tommy John surgery. And is out for next and year. Is as out well. for next year too. And if you think that the Pirates are going to go out and sign a above the line pitcher, One. starter, uh, they need three. I've got some real estate in the Everglades to sell you because yeah. they yeah. need three starters minimum. Yeah. Um, even the guys they counted on, the Trevor Williamses and uh, anybody else that they brought up, the young kids that that were that showed Terrible. some promise. They just haven't. They just haven't done it. But isn't this a trend with this franchise? Like they, these pitchers are like, oh, you know, here comes this. Preaching to the choir, buddy. Here comes this great. Uh, we can't wait to, for his debut. And five months ago, I told you. Five months, yep. I told you they were stinking. Yeah. And then they went on a pretty decent run, and Bell was hitting everything like he was playing wiffle ball. Right. And all of a sudden, he's back down to earth, where he's going to end up. His season, his batting average is going to be just where it always is. His power came back a little he's bit. He's just going to lead the league in. RBIs. Though. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he will. Or he'll be in the top five at, le- at, least, um, at least. I've been telling you since April, quit pitching to him. Yeah. Who's, that's what they who's did. Who's protecting him? Nobody. Moran? Melky. And Melky <laughs> hasn't even played the second half. No. Um, it's a horrible franchise. I think they wanted to trade Melky. I don't think anybody offered him anything for him, which well, I was kind of surprised because they gave away Corey Dickerson for a bag of baseballs. That's okay with me. Yeah, I know it's okay with you if where he went to. Yeah. Um, but Melky's also 56 years old. Um <laughs> He's a major league hitter. Yeah. But you want him running around? No, because he can't run. Which is another part. He looks like me out there. (laughs) Not real fleet of foot. No. He uh, the problem with the the pirate franchise is if you know and you can't tell me they didn't know Talon was going to be out next year, too. The trade line comes and goes. Now you're out of it. You're four and twenty four start or twenty six start to the second half before they won three of the last six games or so here recently. Right. Um. You know you're out of it. Right. You're the second worst team in baseball at this point, record-wise. Miami's hanging right in there for you for the first draft pick. What are you still doing with your closer on this roster? And what are you doing with Marte on the roster? I think both of them are gone during the offseason, during the meetings. That's great. You could have got something for them at the trade deadline. But maybe they didn't get offered anything for them. Maybe the fact is that after all of these years, after all of these years, all of the general managers in baseball, especially the rich ones, Know that the Pirates suck. Know that they can be they can be had for anything. I mean, look at the trades. Look what we gave away for Chris Archer. Okay. Yeah, but I'm telling and you, everybody loved that trade. Everybody I didn't, was all over I it. I did not. Finally, they did I something did not. at the deadline. No. Everybody no. wanted him. And there were no. about not, 16 not, other teams that wanted not Archer. Not for what they gave away. Well, I like Not Meadows. for what they gave away. I, I like Meadows, Meadows a lot. And I, but but you know what, Meadows reminded me of how they treated Neil Walker. Yeah, because, pretty, that's because very they, similar. They, it was like they acted like he wasn't their guy, so they didn't want him. 
Well, when they brought Meadows up, remember, Hurdle quit playing them. I know. He They started them for the first week. Yeah, and then they quit playing them. And he quit playing them. Yeah. Yep. And hoping hoping they would get something out of the, out of the uh, outfield they had. And this kid was a rising star. And then he sat on the bench, and they weren't sending him down. No. So he was he just, just going to rot. He was just going to rot. Why, let me ask you this. What's Polanco still doing on this team? I have no idea. Had a great year. Yep. Super. Hasn't done shit since. Yep. He's a, he's a shit show at the plate. He can't hit lefties. Yep. He's pulling off the ball. Um, he's okay in the outfield, but he is not going to help the Pirates to win a pennant. No. Um, as another guy that somebody, someone like a contender that's in that second wild card that's two, three games out, if he was healthy, might someone might at least give you a triple-A pitcher, double-A pitcher. You need to load up on as many arms as you can because this franchise will not, will not spend a buck on position players. Well, they've already, I think they've already also lost their window on extending Josh Bell. He's not going to extend. Okay. They, you, they've got him for, they've got him for as long as they have him. They're not going to be, be able to get any years back or anything like that. So I think that that, I, I, I actually brought up on Twitter earlier this year about the possibility of trading Josh Bell. Well, I, the, there's you nobody know? they shouldn't. No, trading. no, no. I think everybody's on the table. I mean, who do you want? Who, if you're another team, mm-hmm. you've got Pittsburgh's entire roster. Right. I can think of three, maybe four guys. Let's just say the rookies, Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, the rookies are off the table. Yeah, they're off the table. that's what they do. Yep. They, they keep rookies. They keep young right, kids. Right, right. And, um, and Reynolds is leading the league in batting average. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, you And you he's still on. playing well. And he's, he's got young. power. He's got pop, you know, and he, he, he plays good field. So. All right. So you got, th- what, three people? And the entire roster. That, yeah. Three that, people. That are, that are untouchable? No, that, that, that anyone is, wants. Yeah. You got Bell, maybe, maybe Marte, and the closer. Right. Name another guy that there are three teams fighting over. Nobody. And you know. Nobody wants Adam Frazier. You know, nobody. And he's okay th- for a number eight hitter. Yeah. On a Coming on a off team. the bench. He's okay. You think they'll re-sign Josh Harrison in the offseason now that he's been no. designated for assignment? No, I don't. <laughs> Um, but two ten days ago, I think they played the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Sometime I'm not sure who that who it was. There were forty one thousand people. At the I point. know, disgusting. Forty one thousand people. Twenty one thousand of them were Cubs fans. It's okay. You don't think someone's making money on tickets? Yeah. You know. Yeah. You think the owners give a shit who they don't sits? Care. They don't care. They not only are they buying tickets, they're buying parking, paying for parking, paying concessions, buying concessions. Beer. Yep. How about a freaking T-shirt? Yep. Um, and these people, you're, the, the city of Pittsburgh are telling the pirate owners, we don't give a shit. I know. We're going to go anyway because the park is beautiful. Yeah. It's an absolute blast when you're walking around. Oh, it is fun. Even it if is you fun. don't go into the game. No, it's fun around there. All the bars and restaurants around it, yep. you're on the river. Yep. Um, yep. And it's just a nice, everyone seems to be in a good mood. Yep. It's just a really neat place to go. I agree. Um, I do not disagree so with you. So Pittsburgh is telling them. Who gives a shit? Right. We don't want. We don't care if you put a winner on the field. They're still going to make don't money. Care. Still, yeah, nothing's still going to make money this year. And what about and doesn't he get revenue sharing? Doesn't he get the yeah, luxury which, tax? Yeah, which I don't. I would love to know if he spends that money as he is supposed to. Honestly, I, I think they did a report and he did not. Like he I think didn't. He's supposed to put so much back into. I think they did something for a Latin American complex or something. Great. Um, so they're still trying to get Roberto Clemente since 1972. 
so what's the next player. one they're going to put in, like Bangladesh or some shit like that? Is Who that knows? the next place it's going to go? But they, they not, And they don't draft well. No. Yet nobody has lost their job. Their pitching coach, every pitcher that comes here is worse when they get here or they're worse or better when they leave. Every pitcher they get. Archer's worse. Right. Cole is MVP since he leaves. Charlie Morton, for God's sakes. You can't, they, they can't hit him. Right. All the guys that leave here, that pitching coach is still sitting right next yep. to his buddy Clint Hurdle. Yep. And if you don't, and I'm not a Clint Hurdle fan. I didn't like him in Colorado. I don't think he lets the pitchers in too long, in my opinion. And and to his defense, your bullpen's spent. It was spent back in June because the starters can't give you six innings. I don't like him. I don't like the I don't like the pitching coach. And you know, how about their hitting coach? There's all kinds of shit also going on in the clubhouse. I mean, right, that go came ahead, out. Expand Rob, on that a little bit. Well, there were there were a couple articles, including one from Rob, Rob Rob Beer Temple uh, from the Atlant um, from the Athletic, wrote an article about turmoil within the clubhouse. Okay. And there seems to be not a lot of leadership. Although they were talking about Joe Musgrove, kind of spoke out and said, you know, he needs to show more leadership. He pitched a hell of a game last night. Pitched really really well against the Cubs. Um, deserved better. He, sh- he got a no decision, should have got the win. But I think that it comes down to this question. Who survives by the end of the season? Who survives? Who's, who is still there? I think Ray Searage is gone. I think the whole place I, is I, gone. Okay, I clean so, house. So you would take but, – but, okay, that's that's what you would do. I would do it. What do you think is going to happen? Who's Are they all – is Clint Hurdle gone? Is Neil Huntington gone? Is oh, Huntington's not going anywhere, and I think Hurdle's back because they owe him money. Yeah. You think they're going to pay him $5 million to go to coach somewhere else? I don't know. They owe him five mil uh-huh. if they get rid of him. Right. And who you bringing in? Who? What manager's out there that— Jim was, Jim Leland. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what about uh, oh, the guy from the Orioles that managed the Orioles a few years back? Buck there. Showalter. Buck Showalter. What, is he bad? I uh, think Don Mattingly is one of the worst managers in baseball. Yeah. I think he's absolutely horrible, but he still has a job. Right. But Buck Showalter, he got the Orioles— to win games, the Orioles, right, and they haven't. They've been the worst team in baseball with Pittsburgh and Miami right. since, right, right, since he left, and he doesn't have a job. I don't. They need somebody. You know, did you ever watch the uh, classic movie Major League? Yeah, I'm sorry, it wasn't that. It was the one with uh, Kevin Costner, and uh, he was a Bull major. Durham. Okay, mm-hmm. they they're in a big losing streak, right? Mm-hmm. One of those movies. I'm not sure which one it was. One of those, but they're in a horrible losing streak, and they're young. The veteran goes in there and says, they're kids. Scare them. You can't do that to vets. No. Remember, he goes in and throws bats around. You lollygag around the infield. You lolly. <laughs> Who's movie. doing that? Who's, who is in there? You need a manager that doesn't pat you on the butt when you go three and a third, six runs, four walks every game. Right. And they come out and pat you on the butt and say, hey, I have good effort. Archer. Archer's last start, he went out there and he pitched. He always pitches well for two, three innings, right. and then he has two innings where he, he gets nobody out. Right. What do they do? They come out. They actually went to him and said, "Hey, you got any, you got another inning in you?" He pitched four or five innings. Archer in the dugout said no. Yeah. He didn't go six innings. He only pitched five innings. He gave up four runs. He literally said no. Now Archer's ERA, I believe, is over five. Right. In the National League, where they give you an out every three innings. Right. <laughs> now, my biggest fantasy baseball thing or the biggest thing I want on my team, I want American League pitchers 
that come to the you, – you sign one of them with an ERA around four. Because right. when they get to the National League and they're pitch, that pitcher every third bat, every third inning, uh, the ERA's in the threes if they're the same guy. Right. Right? Right. So, no, Archer comes over and has a pitcher to pitch to, and he stinks. Right. But he, what are you going to do now? Nobody wants him. Right. So – there's no future for Pittsburgh. They can't draft for shit. Right. When's a, I'm just trying to think. Um, who was it, Alvarez? or um, Who was the big lefty, that they, the big third baseman? That they oh, had? yeah, Pedro Alvarez. Alvarez. Right, right. right. Yeah, but he did nothing. Right. Then they brought up this major, this left fielder who's the new new talk, cock of the walk down in the minor. He didn't do shit. Right. He's gone after a year. He's out of baseball. Right. Um. They just oh they, some of the pitchers they took, instead of the guys that are now all stars. <laughs> like their draft pick, one was they picked a right-handed pitcher, right. and I think he went ahead of literally, um, who was the catcher. An Posey, they picked a right-handed pitcher mm-hmm. instead of this consensus Posey. He pitched for he didn't even make the major leagues for more than like four games. Right. Right. Scouts are still there. Yeah. Pitching they, coach they is still there. It reminds me of the table full of guys uh, in Moneyball. You yeah, know, right. But really, they're just saying, just let us do our jobs. We've been doing this for years. And, you know, they suck the at it. The old guys. Yeah, the old farts with, yeah. the, with the hearing aids that are bigger than their ears. Yeah. They suck at it. They're it's terrible a horrible, at it. It's a horrible franchise. Yeah, terrible franchise. Um, I told you in March, and I'm going to tell you everyone right now, it's an absolute disgusting display at a beautiful city in a beautiful park, and you guys are enabling them. Right. Because you're telling them you don't care. They suck, and you don't care. So gu- guess what? Beautiful day today. They'll be, yeah, Cubs are there. They're going to be 35, be, 40 grand today, and, you and know, there's a Steeler game. Well, there's tonight. a Steeler game afterwards, so people are going to do the doubleheader. They're going to walk. Then Which, gonna as walk a person, us. not bad if no. you're a big fan. Yeah, exactly. But I still, well, that this will go on a future podcast about talking about how much the NFL teams charge you for seats for preseason, preseason games, games, which yeah. I think is garbage. Regular, regular it's season garb- prices, Yeah, it's yeah. garbage. The article from Rob Beertemple in The Athletic started out this way. The past five weeks have been one of the most difficult stretches in the recent history of the Pirates, losers of 24 of the past 31 games, the Pirates <laughs> now own the second-worst record in the National League. Thanks, Florida. Um, poor pitching, dragged down by injuries, ineffectiveness, and infighting has been at the core of the slump. While the problems with health and performance are well chronicled, the clubhouse conflicts have not been as apparent. Aside from the team's announcements of a pair of suspensions in July for separate altercations involving coaches and two relievers, Keona Kella and Kyle Crick. Details of these incidents, many of which have not been previously reported, illustrate rifts caused by envy, charges of favoritism, and overt insubordination against manager Clint Hurdle and his staff. Shocking. Yeah. So that's that's because they don't care. They'll they, let you. The, the, the clubhouse is the same when they lose twenty out of twenty-five, or if they won twenty out of twenty-five. Yeah. So th- this this is my my prediction is. I think the number one guy who's going to be gone is Searage. I don't think there's anything Searage can do to save his job right now. All right. I don't know. He wasn't very good last year. He's back. I I know, but I I think this is I think this is the end. And I also I'm going to go out on a limb. You think Huntington's going to go? No, I think I think Hurdle's gone. I I think they're going to eat it. They're going to eat it. I don't, but Uh, but I don't think that's what Pirates do. I know, but I think 
that's what I think that's what they're going to do this time. I think that they're going to, you know, kind of, you know, try to break that mold a little bit. And I hope, you know, I do. I just don't have any faith that they know. Huntington's not going anywhere because he does exactly what Bob Nutting wants him to do. And that's make him money uh, for a certain payroll. It's like Jason Garrett for the Cowboys. Yeah. You want, why would you get a new head coach when, when Jerry running tells him what to do? Right. He doesn't have a unique thought in his head. Right. Right. That's why they suck with an offensive coordinator for all those years. Right. Right. The guy was 92 years old running Zeke left, Zeke right, and then third and seven, they dropped back to pass. Not really? <laughs> how, how original. So the the Pirates are just playing out the string here. Um, you know, they're calling some uh calling some of the kids up from uh from triple A. Oh wow. You know, Thank just God. to just to see watch them play triple A baseball at the major league. Which level. surprises me just because they got major league salary for a few days. Well, they get to play in the big boy park and as long as people keep on going to the park to see the ball games. Well, that's just the way it's going to be, you know. Pittsburgh now is, well, they're only six games behind Cincinnati for last place in that shitty mm, division. They're staying there. Um, but they are six games ahead of Miami Yeah. for the number one draft pick. Well, let me check. Uh, Baltimore's got to be horrible. Yeah, Baltimore. Baltimore has 39 wins. Okay. I think uh, Detroit has 37 wins. Do they still get a lot of fans at, at – uh, Camden? Oriole Park, Camden Yards. I don't, I don't know. Chris <laughs> Davis is still on the team, isn't he? Yeah, didn't he go after his manager a couple, few nights yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. It's probably his manager's fault that he can't hit 200 and strikes out. <laughs> what was he? O for like 60 summit bats at one Something. point this year. He was, in. yeah, the way he started out the season. Yeah, wasn't it a? Ma- it was a major league record. Yeah, how uh, many his hits? O, his O for. It's yeah. horrible. Yep, absolutely horrible. But. Getting away from them, I did say they'd be in the worst team uh, in that division, and they are. They are. Uh, and I did win money from my boss at work. <laughs> the owner of the company bet me a dollar uh, that that would not happen. Man, he put a lot on the line. Sure that did. Bet. Oh, as a millionaire, you can't be throwing it out there. It's like the trading spaces. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, they're horrible. And you guys are embarrassment for to keep going. So oh. go ahead, fans. You deserve everything you get with the Pittsburgh. You keep on going to these ball games. Oh my God! I, that's why I refuse. I, I won't go. I'll watch it you on television. You give me a ticket at an infield box and fifty dollars cash, and I would not go down no. to that step. No. You no. Uh, now transitioning into what Pittsburgh cares about, the Steelers. Yep. Good news is no major injuries. No. Not well, yet. not yet. Well, not major, not but major. Um, uh, they're. You know, this would be their um, uh, their second year outside linebacker Olaf, who's out two to four weeks with a meniscus tear, which is a shame uh, because okay. he started out the season pretty good. But he's he's not going to be start. He wouldn't have been starting anyway. Yeah, he's probably he's a still going to be your thing. yeah. He's um, he's still a good special. I think he would be a good specialist pass rusher. Now here's um, the key to that. Yeah. Devin Bush. Yep. We loved it. We did a podcast saying if these guys don't go up in the draft to, to get, get him. him they're not. Their season's done. Yep. And they did. Surprisingly, we both called it. Yep. I remember texting you on the phone the night of the draft saying some there was just a trade and it has to be Pittsburgh. Right. And they got him. Mm-hmm. And he's an animal. Yeah. Why are you playing him for the next two games? No reason. There's no reason to play him. Co- I don't think coaches so. Coaches go in there and say, well, he needs reps. He needs yeah. NFL reps. Yeah, great. He also doesn't need to tear his ACL, uh, concussion, whatever you're going to do. The kid's an animal. He's sideline to sideline. He's your best player on defense. Right. Immediately. Right. Keep him out of the game. 
Keep him out of the preseason Well, games. let him play one series. You know, and honestly. How, how is that going to help? Yeah. What's he going to see, a screen pass maybe? I wouldn't take too much he of a risk with him. He knows who his key is. But he's not going to back off. He's, you know, he, he's, he was out there. How many tackles? 10, 11 yeah, tackles? 10 or 11 against, the first game. First against Tampa Bay. Yeah. First half. Yeah. You know, he was all over the field. Right. Sit down. Of, yeah. Nearly had a pick six. Congrats. Although it would have been it would have been called back on a penalty, but still. Congratulations. We just thanks to you, we went three and one in preseason. <laughs> yeah. Who gives this shit? I'm right. so tired of this. Why does it take people that watch games to know more about this shit than the NFL? Do, do you think do you think that if the NFL gets its way and they um they want to go up to an eighteen game season? That they would eliminate two preseason games. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, the problem with that proposal is they're saying any player can only play sixteen games max. Yeah, so you got to sit out too. <laughs> it, that is so stupid. I know. That is absolutely. Uh, these NFL brain people are sitting around the room going, "Oh, that's a hell of a good idea." That's a great idea, Jerry. So great <laughs> idea. Um, w- so which two games are we not putting our starting quarterback in? Yeah. Yeah. Which, who, which two games would Mason Rudolph start? Yeah, just you think know, which one. Yeah, yeah. Let's get, well, we could give one to Dobbs, one to Rudolph. Yeah. And then Ben can sit down. Which which one are we? can we win with backups? The dumbest thing they've ever proposed. Ever. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mind going to the 18-game regular season, give them an extra bye week. Right. So you get two bye weeks. Right. Who the hell needs four preseason games? Nobody. Nobody. Just, Nobody. I don't care if you're saying, well, it helps these no-name, undrafted free agents and stuff. They make a name for themselves. Well, guess what? Do it quicker. Yeah. Make a name for yourself in two games. You know what? Do more scrimmages. Bring other teams in to work with you for a couple of weeks in camp and open up your camp for scouts to come and watch these guys play. Agreed. I mean, that's, that's, that's what you could do. I mean, I, I love this um, part of this, this you know, Undrafted free agent uh, uh, quarterback out of Stanford, this Devlin Hodges. They call him Duck. I guess he won a duck calling contest back yeah. as a kid. You know, like, but you know, not as a kid. No, like, as, a, as an adult. Recently, but he yeah. he was. I love I love the swagger. I, and you look at his. Okay, look, take it for what it is. He broke all of Steve McNair's records. Okay, in in. Well, that's FCS. saying something. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Th- Steve McNair turned out to be a pretty damn – but he was – McNair was drafted. Right. Okay, That's he right. was drafted. That's right. You know, Duck is, is undersized. He, he, that's one thing they, 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 so they're Doug concerned Flutie. about. Yeah, I, I just – I, I sit here – about the first pick in the NFL draft this year? You think he's undersized? Yeah, a little bit. And D- Hodges is bigger than him. Yeah. So this is what I don't – this is why people are like, yeah – Hodges can go out there and play the next three preseason games and light the world on fire, have a quarterback rating of 110, and he's not making the team. And I'm like, why? Squad. But, but then they talk about, well, they're not going to keep four quarterbacks. Yeah, either practice one squad. On, but they won't keep one on the practice squad because they said there's no reps for him in practice. Well, okay, okay. so you're getting rid of so Rudolph they, or Dobbs? Well, they were talking about actually looking to see if there was a trade market for Dobbs. And they were talking about the Philadelphia Eagles because they had lost their backup quarterback, but so they didn't know for they didn't know for how long. Now it looks like maybe just through the end of the preseason. Well, six to eight weeks they said he had broken okay. wrist. Okay, so I just read that they they were talking about you know and look any 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 position player any quarterback you can call anybody and make an offer for him. You know, so if the Steelers would be crazy, if somebody that's in desperate need of a backup quarterback called you and said. 
I want to give you a fourth or fifth round draft pick for Josh Dobbs. I'd be like, here he is. Yeah. You know, and it's not I mean, that any backup. Yeah, any backup. It's not Good that, I, and it's not that I don't like Dobbs. I like Dobbs, but he's he's got limitations. Okay. All well, right. let's just say you're right. That happens. Okay. Now you still got your duck boy. Yeah. You still got Rudolph. Yep. And Big Ben. Yep. You don't tell me they're going to all three be active on game day. No, they're not. There's still one of them. They're not. They're, there's not one of them, right? But even that third string quarterback gets a gets a certain amount of reps during the week, even if they're just playing scout team against the first string defense, they're getting out there and getting some some live action during during practice during the seeing week. bodies. They're seeing around. bodies. Yeah, exactly. At, exactly. Speed, at the right speed. So you know, my thought is, it, if this kid comes out and the bottom line is he's better. And he's everything he because it's already obvious that he has moved beyond just being an extra camp arm. He's okay? better he's, than that. You're he's right. better than that. You're right. So, and look, people keep going back to Tom Brady. Brady was a six round draft pick. Okay, Brady, there, there, he was like maybe this close to be maybe even not being drafted. Yep. All right. But he also he was good in college. He was good in college, but you just don't know. You don't know. This, no. I, you know, but even if you look at people, will say, well, he played at Stanford. They played big-time teams on the road as sacrificial lambs, okay? Again, at Florida State, other places. Good defenses. He, good teams. defenses. He still threw for over 300 yards yep. in those games. Yeah, he, he did. He played well against those defenses, the so guy, don't give me that shit. He's very, very good at anticipating and, yep. and throwing the receiver open. Yeah. And that's my thing with Dobbs will hit the guy that's open. Yeah. This guy will throw you open. Yeah. And it's only been preseason, and he might I, be playing against guys that you will not see on Sundays. Right. But you either have that or you don't. Right. But it's it's a yes or no thing. Right. Tony Romo had a little bit of that. That's right. why they liked him. Right. He recovered. He'd throw one towards the middle of the field, and the receiver would get it before the defensive back. Right. This kid has a little bit of that. And yeah. I'm not comparing him to Tony no, Romo no, no, or no, anything no. like that. No. I'm just saying that's not something you teach. It's very no. difficult to teach that. I don't care, you know. If you throw up the stats that that kid did in college, you got to have a little something. You, I, guess, you I guess so, but then my argument would be devil's advocate. Look at all the kids that come out of Texas Tech. Right. They lead the country in passing every year, and there hasn't been shit. No one's been able to stick in the NFL yet. Right. But I do like the kid. Yeah, um, I like Another him. kid that you like that I wasn't crazy about, and we didn't talk about this, so uh -huh. this is just something I'm going to throw at Go you. Go ahead. The running back out of Kentucky. Snell? Oh, Snell. Benny Snell, yeah. What do you think now after a couple well, of what have you seen? Well, there's a game tonight. Yeah. I want to see him tonight. Okay. Um, what I want to see, it, the, the only part of the game that impressed me were like two things. Number one, you know, well, let me go to the thing that didn't impress me. His, his running didn't impress me, although he did, you know what, he, he got a couple of, couple of plays he got grounded out a couple of tough yards i like that one too with that, not a starting right, offensive and not line. with a starting offensive line if, look if you looked at those replays from behind the line they weren't opening to, any holes there's for nowhere him. to go you know there's nowhere to go no so there were there were two things though i was really really happy to see with him though catching out of the backfield had we a couple of really nice nice passes he out of the backfield yeah he, yep. he was good at that number two was his improved uh blitz pickup i'm gonna say i just his gonna say blood. to you he did pick up a couple blitz yeah he did um, who's in the running back mix for that second spot behind Connor behind him? Jalen Samuels. Okay. Yeah. He's not better than Samuels right now. He's not. I was just going to say, I still think Samuels is number two. In the oh, I totally track. agree with you. Um, and Samuels is another guy that he's got a, he's got a little bit of a, 
a burst when yeah. he cuts. Yep, he does. And and now Snell, again, he hasn't run against NFL for what two games? Right, one, one game. One really. game. Yeah, right. tonight's another one. Right. He doesn't know how quick the holes close. That's that's not easy right. for anybody when you're coming to the NFL and. It, there's a hole as big as a doorway. You right. take two steps, and there's two defensive tackles that shed a block understanding there now. And that's the difference that and, – and there's also a, an amount of adjustment that your offensive line has to make. When the Steelers had Le'Veon Bell, Bell would, could sit back there he'd and stop. wait. And he'd stop and wait for the <laughs> hole to develop, and then he he'd would, be able to hit through it. These guys now – Connor is – not as good as Bell at that, but he's better than Samuels and Snell at that. And he's and a lot better than he was two years ago. I agree with you. The guy really is better at setting up his blocks. He is. He's not going on. Every rookie that comes in when you hand him the ball, they go from zero to 100 right away. Right. And you can't do that. No, you not in give, this league. you got to give your your pulling guards or take out in front. you got to let the linemen and, move and, their guy one way. And that's one thing that I saw the improvement in, in, in James Conner last year yeah, was that – not only that, when he'd get through the hole or almost through the hole and somebody from the second level was stepping up, he could make a move. A, at little, that point. Little, a, a little, little juke. Bell was great at it. Bell would make guys miss. But Benny Snell doesn't have that. He's going to try to run you over, you know. And that's He's, okay. And, and that's all right. I mean, because yeah, he that's could fine. run you over. Yeah, He's he could. a little fire plug. He could. But I, I think that... I have a feeling that James Conner, if they split enough time with him and Jalen Samuels, and I think Jalen Samuels is going to get a significantly more time running the ball without James Conner being injured. He's going to yeah, get more I, time. Well, on I'll the tell field. you right now, with without a doubt, until we see tonight, uh, he's my third down back. Jalen Samuels. Yep. Oh, Every know. third down. He's good out of the backfield too. He if he can pick up, he can catch a lot of passes. If he picks yeah. up some blitzes, because Connor can do that as well. Right. He can right. pick up some blitzes. Yeah. Yeah. If Samuels can pick up a blitz. Right. He's my third down back. Every third down. I, Save Connor. Yeah. Give him get some reps. Get him out of the game. Uh, third and one. Okay. Maybe you run Connor. Uh, that's fine with me. Or hell, if Snell dresses, put in Snell on third and one. Yeah. A little he bowling can get, ball. He can get that. Yeah. He can get that. That's what, well, he'll dress. They have to dress at least three. <clears> right. Right. But uh, and and I'm just not impressed yet. But again, I, yeah. we've only seen one game, right? So I'm with you on that. I'm not ready to throw in a towel on him. I just didn't like him in the draft. I don't think he did enough in the SEC running against good teams. Yeah, I th I see. I I think a little bit differently. I I want to see more. Um, I I want to see more from from Snell and what he can do. Do you know where'd Samuels play college ball? Do you remember North Carolina State? Okay. Yeah. Um, I believe. For a period of time at NC State, if I'm not mistaken, he was a tight end. Oh, really? He actually played some tight end at NC State. I, see, I didn't know that. And that's why he came out, and they were saying when he got drafted, this kid's got great hands. Like, he, he can – and he proved that even when he went to running back at NC State when he could catch balls out of the backfield. Yeah. So they knew what they were getting with him. Right. The thing that – you know, what really impressed me with Jalen Samuels last year is he got that start against the Patriots – at Heinz Field yep. and ran, I think, for 114 yards yep. and, like, impressively running the ball. Um, I do like him. I like yeah, I do. Players. I do. I, th I think that having that kind of – I think the Steelers would like to get more to that running back by committee where you had that Definitely third my down third back. down back, I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah, I, agr I agree with you. And can give them both a blow. Yeah. Once yeah. in a while because they can I, catch. From what I've read, James Conner and Jalen Samuels both came into camp this year in unbelievable shape. 
in really, really great shape. Um, especially Connor. Um, I was reading a, not on offense, but Terrell Edmonds, the the safety they picked last year in yeah, the first rookie. round, who, yeah. who actually everyone hated, and I thought he played really well for a rookie. He did play really. He got well thrown for into that mix, not yep. knowing what the hell was going on, and he has the kids nineteen, twenty years old. Talking about shape, he's got something like two percent body fat. Yeah, yeah, two percent. Oh my fat. god, that's almost unheard of. And he's fast, and he's really, really fast. I liked him coming out of the draft, and Pittsburgh didn't give him enough credit last year. He they put him in positions. That he shouldn't he shouldn't right. be playing. Right. He's not an outside linebacker. No. The dude, uh, a flat out every down outside linebacker. No. Trying to cover running backs and stuff. He's the guy. I think he's gonna have a great year. Right. I agree. If we I move agree. on to the Steelers' wide receivers. Okay. Washington. Yes. Is he's he's got flashing, it. baby. He flashed last year during preseason he's and flashing. training camp too. But he's got to you know what he's got to prove it in the regular season. He Although, does. granted, he had. The last two games of the regular season last year, he had really he had good games. He played really well, well toward the end of the year. Right. Okay. They were also talking about him. He came into camp lighter this year, and I think that he's a little bit more confident. You know. Well, the key to him is going to be he's catching the ball. Yeah. Um. They're double. They're going to double team Juju. Right. A lot. Right. So. He's got. He's going to be the guy that gets one-on-one coverage. So what receivers then behind? So you've got Juju. Do you think your number two receiver is going to be James Washington? Um, who's your number two? I guess so. Um, or Moncrief. I like Moncrief as two. I want Washington in the slot. Okay. If I was if I was making then, a team, then, I'd rather have Moncrief outside and Washington. Who stays inside. on the team? Uh who are your other receivers? Who stays? I I like the kid. Uh, is it is Switzer? Switzer. Ryan Switzer. He's another slot guy. Right. And he is strictly uh, four receiver set. Right. He's one of your slot guys with either Moncrief or um, Washington. But right. He's, he's going to make the team because he can return punts. Right. A little bit, too, if they need him to. Um, at, I'm looking to see tonight. I think a couple – some of the other receivers, especially a bigger-bodied one on the outside, needs to do something tonight. Because okay. they're just bodies. I think you're going to see them hitting the waiver wire for receivers. Really? They're one injury away from having three start three three receivers that are any good. Right. Do you have the roster there for? Um. Um. Yeah. I'm looking at. But the, before we get back to the to the receivers, let's talk a little bit about the tight ends because that's. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll pull that's up. That's a little bit. Thing. That's a little bit more of a. Um. I mean, at wide receiver, Deontay Johnson hasn't been healthy enough but you know he's going to make the team because he was a second round draft pick um and then you have Deontay Spencer who's another one um you know there's just a lot there's not and, a lot of guys there not a lot of depth there I'm not crazy about him no uh at tight end um so you've got Vance McDonald's and he's going to be the starter yeah you've got um uh Xavier Grimble who I don't think he's going anywhere and Mr. then Mr. Fumble yeah, and then Zach Gentry. Uh, Grimble can catch the ball. Yeah. He's a horrible run-after-the-catch guy. Right. He has no moves. He just puts his head down and right. and goes. Um, I, I'm, everyone says that McDonald's going to have a huge year this year just because Jesse James is gone and he's going to be in there. Well, you know what? Yeah, he had a great uh, stiff arm last year. Uh-huh. Knocked a couple guys down. Everyone says they love this guy. He's He didn't do shit. He's also hurt all the time. Right. 
that's another position where I think if some veteran tight end gets waived, their Steelers are going to pick him up. And and I can tell you one team to look out for is Dallas because Witten came back. Again I saw that for whatever year. Yeah, they have four. They have three or four young tight ends that really were good last year until they got hurt. And okay. now Witten's back, so there's just a numbers game in Dallas that right. that they end up making it. But uh, I'm not I'm not crazy about the. The so, Steelers tight ends, but I don't think I don't think they're a big part of the offense. They haven't done since Heath Miller. They've not, they haven't. That's not a big part of their offense. They had Antonio Brown and Juju. Um, they don't throw to the tight ends as much as they used to. So the there's four tight ends that they that you talk about. So you got Vance McDonald, Xavier Grimble, Zach Gentry, and then this this there's guy, this Kevin Christian. Rader. Yeah, but he fumbled. You know, he, he's a big that, boy. He didn't help himself in no. that game by fumbling at the end, toward the end of the game. And this uh, Christian Scotland Williamson. Yeah, Williamson. You know, but he's what, this is the first time he's ever played football in his life. You know, he, well, that's my point. There's no depth. There's no right. one there that you want to line up against New England when it's the AFC game, AFC championship on the line, and you got Williamson and Sh- what Schrader or whatever the hell his name is lining yeah, up. No, yeah, they Scotland need Williamson. Yeah, they yeah, need, they need. Some so your wide receivers right now, I think, are Juju Smith-Schuster, Moncrief, Washington, Deontay Johnson, Eli Rogers, and Ryan Switzer. Six um, wide receivers. You've got, got that kid named Brian Brandon Riley. Yeah, and then they also have Johnny Holton. Um, I don't care about him. He had a good game. He had a good game against Deontay against Spencer. I Deontay thought, Spe- yeah, very quick. He's another slot guy. Yep, he's really really quick. I don't know. He's I don't know if they like him something. or not. He's going to have to do something really special. I think this Eli Rogers it could be could be a casualty. Yeah, he um, could be. He's been around a long time and he's not really flashed. That Brandon Riley. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight's going to be a big night for him too. Right. You got to have you know Moncrief's on the team. Switzer's on the team. I don't know anything about that Tevin Jones, he's just, but he's another big kid on the outside. Right. One of those big kids has has to flash. Uh, this Deontay Johnson, um, he's 5'10". He's another. They seem to like – they have a little lot of slot guys. Yeah. And Antonio Brown's helmet guys. is still here. Could they throw to Antonio Brown's helmet? Is it because he had to leave it behind? Too <laughs> old. He's too old. Let's just segue right into his – that idiot's feet. You <laughs> would you like to start with that? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> he gets in a cryogenic chamber and didn't wear the right footwear. So he gets frostbite. So nobody in the clubhouse. He was in Paris getting this done. Okay. He was overseas. He was in Europe. He couldn't. Okay. They, they don't I, have one of them I, in I, Oakland. No, there's a lot of them in the United States. Yeah. You didn't have to fly to Paris to get this done, Ooh. unless it has some kind of like special powers. I have uh, no maybe, idea. Well, you also get a baguette. <laughs> well, he's over there getting his feet frostbite. Um, what a joke! How happy I am that he's out of town. Yeah, he's an absolute shit show. He's a moron. He's another yep. one of those guys, divas, that got his money and now, yep, everything's different. Yep, totally. When he was an unknown, the guy works his ass off. Didn't say anything in the press. Now he's like the president where he can't quit tweeting tweeting no matter what's going on. Right, right. You know, just shut up and play. Yeah. And I, you know what? Good John. Gr- good for John Gruden. Yeah. Ap- congratulations. <laughs> you wanted him. You, you gave up some draft. Good for you. You got him. It's, he, here's my take. So the, the feet thing is just pure stupidity. I'm sorry. It's just, it's, it's stupidity. Um, and he hasn't been able to practice, although a lot of people would argue and say, 
you know, Who cares? like why are you playing Devin Bush during the preseason? Right. Well, why would Antonio Brown be playing? I he totally agree. Be. I don't care for that. So he should practice. He should practice. So then the helmet thing. Okay. Antonio Brown is completely within his rights to appeal. Oh yeah. And want to use his own helmet. No problem with that. Zero. But to come out and say that if this doesn't go my way, I might retire. His actual comment was, I don't need football. Football right. needs me. Yeah. Really? Right. They're going to cancel the season if he retires? Yeah. No, the season's going to go merrily along. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. And I got, new, I got news for him. If he does play this year and he doesn't do as well as what he thinks he's going to do, I'm waiting for that meltdown on the sidelines. I'm just waiting oh, for it. it. It may happen in the locker room. Yeah. Before the game. Yeah. You don't have Big Ben thrown to you. No. You have Mr. Carr. No. They did look good in the preseason. They they moved the ball around. Yeah. But it's yeah. still it's still Carr. Yeah, and it's still preseason. Yeah, again, they're playing against non starting cornerbacks and safeties and linebackers. You know what I love about the preseason too? I I love nothing about it. Well, here no, this is the only thing that I love about it. It's on NFL network. You get to hear the the other Homer announcers. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. how bad, like, you know, we've got Bob Pompiani in Pittsburgh, who I, 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 I like, I, I like him overall. I actually used to, I, I'm I, not a big fan, but I know, but as a person, I've met him. Okay. He's, he's, a, he's a really, really good dude. Um, <laughs> listening to some of these other announcers, I'm like, oh my God, you'd think this team was stepping into the Super Bowl today. Yeah. My God, them. they're, you know what? There's no team on the planet that's going to stop this there's team. A, I was watching highlights the other day, and there's a tight end from Tampa Bay that literally did a three-step slant and caught the ball, and the receiver goes, that's it. That's the guy. You cannot stop him. He is unstoppable. <laughs> it was literally a six-yard slant, and the guy right there tackled him. On third and eight, he got six yards, and he goes, that's the play. That's a, <laughs> that, good, yeah. that's a good read from, from Jameis. <laughs> and they said, now on comes the punt team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy is uncoverable. Yeah, you can't. He's a monster. Him. He's gonna yeah. have a monster year because he caught a six yard. Can't slant. stop him. You can only hope to contain him. There's yeah. nothing you can do. You can't <laughs> cover him. Well, well, guess what? You, you can give up six yards on the third be- and eight. The best, the best. If I didn't know if you got to hear him, are the Baltimore Ravens announcements. I don't that, think the, I've watched oh, that game at all. Oh my Although god! Although I did watch a little bit of highlights because of Trace McSorley. Lamar, Lamar Jackson. He's the NFL MVP for this year. I mean, it just I'm just telling you. According to them. He is going to be the MVP. Although they he did want to throw the ball more, and, and ten he times. might want well, he might want to slide too yeah. in the preseason because he took one. That was even the even their announcers are saying, you know what, man, you might want to slide because he he and even Aaron Rodgers after the game, Rodgers had to sit out because of his back hurt, and even Aaron Rodgers said something after the game. They were asking, you know, interviewing what he thought of Lamar Jackson. He was on the sidelines watching the game go on. What did he think? He's one of the things he said was he needs to learn to slide. Yeah. You know, because in this league, when you played at Louisville, you're going to get away with that shit. You know, you're, you're when you're playing against Furman or when he's at, you're going to make these spectacular 80 yard runs crisscrossing the field in the NFL. You got a Devin Bush that's just as fast as you and it's going to take your head off. You know, I forget which game I was watching when they were talking about the speed difference and it was the number one draft pick for the Arizona Cardinals. He did a bootleg. Kyler Murray. Yeah. So he faked to his right, ro- rolled to his right, and one of the defensive end, and actually it was the number one draft pick for Oakland, that kid out of Clemson. 
yeah. defensive yeah. end or yeah. lineman. Yeah. He he kind of bit on the fake, but when he tried to get around the corner, yeah, this kid was step for step and had an angle on him. Uh-huh. He ended up throwing the ball away. Right. He couldn't get past the fa- maybe the fastest guy in college football. Yeah. Uh, couldn't get around the corner on a defensive end. I and I thought, that. what's his name? Farrell, I think, is was who the guy was for Oakland. But he bit on a fake two steps, and then when right. he rolled around, he actually stepped for step on one of the fastest guys coming into the NFL. And that was my aha moment this year so far where I went, Damn. <laughs> I mean, you think quick. if Kyle Murray can get a step on you, he's around the corner. Yeah. Well, he was not right. around the corner. And it wasn't a linebacker chasing no. him. It was a defensive end slash tackle that it, bit on a fake. Before before I forget, because we're going to be getting down to cuts, you know, within the next couple of weeks here. Uh, when you're looking at the Steelers, just stepping back to the Steelers for a second, when you look at the Steelers – the new people who came in, so this year's draft picks, any undrafted free agents. Who's your sleeper? Who is your best value? I'm not talking about like we know Devin Bush, you know, a couple maybe the, through the first three rounds, just get rid. But who's your who's a who's a one of the players you say, man, they got some value out of this kid, and he he might be better than we thought. Let me look real quick here because right. I I'm not crazy about anybody yet. But well, I, I'm I'm I already got mine. That's why I'm asking a question. I already have mine. If you want me to open up with mine, well, go ahead and tell me who you think because I haven't been I haven't been impressed by anybody other than the linebacker. All right. Well, there was one that I watched because I'm a nerd, and I I rewatched the uh, replay. And that's Isaiah Bugs out of Alabama, that defensive lineman that they picked up. Okay. And even looking at how he's performed in I'm not big on l- him. No, but I'm just, I'm not saying. You're saying it might be a shock. Well, right? yeah, it might be a, a surprise at how well he plays. You know, I, I think that Bugs is going to be that one. I'm not saying he, he's not, he's no Aaron Donald. You know, he's not going to light the world. He was a sixth rounder too. He was a sixth round pick. That'd be a nice one. But I think that's, of all those kind of picks, the undrafted free agents, I think he's going to be the one that stands out. If I had to pick one that I think is much better than he deserved, right? I, I like the cornerback out of Michigan State. Um, Lane, Lane, Justin Lane, Justin third Lane. rounder. Yeah. Um, I loved him in college. Right. And I just thought that he was – Draft. I thought he was a second round draft pick. They got him in the third. Mm-hmm. Um, you already know how I feel about Benny Snell. Right. That's not a big thing to me. Right. Um, I don't know if he's going to make this roster. The tackle they got out of Maryland, um, Gray, mm-hmm. Derwin Gray. Derwin Gray. I think he. I think he moves well. He does. He's a big boy. He does, and he moves very well. Now he's, he's got a seventh feet. rounder, right? And I don't know if he's going to be a tackle on the pros, right? He might. I might move him to guard, right? But if you're looking, you know, your salary cap's got to have a few guys at the end that are on rookie contracts, right? And Pittsburgh is not hurting on the line, right? Um, I like the way, and tonight he's going to play. As Derwin Gray is going to play a lot tonight, right? Um, I want to watch him. He was. I think he was her last pick, honestly. At the minimum, I think Gray is going to be a. Uh, pr- uh, practice squad guy. Uh, I, mean, I, th- I think he's, he's going to make the team. You think he's going to make the 53? Go- because right. they don't need a lineman. Right. 
So they can get rid of a guy that's been a backup for three years now. You know, let's just say he's their fourth tackle, third right. tackle, but he's now making $1.6 million a year. Right. Because he's been in the league three years. Right. I think this kid, Derwin Gray, has a chance to be decent. Okay. I don't think he's going to start. I think he makes the roster as a seventh-round pick uh, on a good team like Steelers. Yeah. I think he's got a shot. Okay. I want to watch him tonight. Keep an eye on him when you watch a game tonight. All right. All right. Anybody else? Who else would you be watching tonight? Lane. Lane. All right. Um, See if he has a better game than he did against the Buccaneers. Yeah, I, I just – it's so hard to play cornerback in the NFL. Yeah. Especially really when hard. you don't know your teammates. Right. You know, and he was kind of thrown State, into it. He was kind of thrown into the fire. Michigan State has a good defense, and they play their assignments very, very well. They're well coached. So when you know that you're going to pass a guy off at Michigan State to the safety, the safety's there. Right. These guys are, don't know each other at all. The Steelers secondary has been is their bugaboo for the last five, six years. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, I'm not a big – the only other guy I could tell you that I like watching, and I don't know if he's going to be any good or not, was that Deontay Johnson. Yeah. yeah. I like him. He's from Oak – you know, he came from uh, Toledo? He was from Toledo, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, hasn't done much. Tonight's going to be another. Yeah, he's been dinged. He's been he's dinged. been dinged up, yeah. Um, he's okay. I don't think he's going to be on the outside. I think he's another slot guy, but I like his hands. Right. I think he can catch. I think Sutton Smith is only going to be a practice squad guy if he's lucky. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not looking at Sutton Smith to make yeah. the uh, make, make the, the roster. Yeah, but if they get banged up, they numbers the numbers game, you know. Right. Right. Yeah, Pittsburgh I, can't hurt to have a pass rush. Pittsburgh. No, but that's what you're saying. You like bugs better. I like I like bugs. I think that he's got from what I've read about his performance and in what I saw on tape. He's got really really good hands when it comes to combat, like at the line, and he's got more he's than big boy. He's got more than one move. Yeah. The question always with him at Alabama was his want to. It wasn't his talent. It was his motor. Okay, so that worry got to worry with playing for Nick Saban <laughs> and not having a want to. Right, but the thing is, too, he wasn't a starter. He was, he was, you know, he rarely started. And I think one of the things is once he gets now into into the league and into the pros, and basically it's banged into his head, and he's getting paid. You're like, hey man, this is your chance to set the world on fire because I think a lot of players and a lot of scouts and coaches think he's got the talent he's got he's raw but he's got talent because how many times do we talk about guys like although we're talking different position you talked about bud dupree he's got one move yeah. he's got really one rush and that's all he has yeah all right and he has not played well but everyone says hey guess what contract year yeah exactly I mean, he's what he's gonna light the oh. world on fire this oh, year so I'm, now the now he'll now decide he'll to play. play right bugs has more than one move you know and and the thing is a lot of what you're dealing with when you're a pass rusher is trying to get the offensive lineman to guess what you're going to do you got to get him to start one way right and you go another and he's quick he is he is quick he is. so he recovered in a preseason game he had a decent game he had a couple of tackles he recovered a fumble that matikavich caused and the other guy not a rookie but the other guy who's had an unbelievable camp, from what I hear, is is 
shade tree, Daniel McCullers. <laughs> I've heard, honestly, on the blogs and the practices and even during the game, I've heard his name a lot. And they said he came into camp this year. He lost weight. Like, he, he, he got in more in shape where he can come in for more than a play, you know, and not need a blow. Yeah. Like, he could come in. And I was watching the game tape against um, against the Buccaneers, and he was in the backfield a bit, quite a bit. Yeah, that so guy I, makes me tired watching him. Oh, I, I know. I agree. But it's like, okay, if something finally lit a fire under this guy's ass, all right. I'm not – no, th- these guys aren't supplanting Cam Hayward and Stephon Tuitt and Javon Hargrave. Well, they're but, not, but, but they may need them. They're going to need – you're going to need them. Yeah. You're absolutely going to I think it's going to come down them. to the numbers. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, cause I'm interested to see. I, I really am worried that they're going to double team Juju, and then Ben's on third down and eight, third down and twelve, something like that. After right. a holding penalty, they're going to struggle on that because Juju's going to get double teamed. Well, I think that if James Washington can, you know, can really, really step up. And be, he's okay. As far as combat catches, I th- actually think that James Washington might be the best one on the team. As I far like as far as contested as far as contested catches, because I remember watching him do that shit at Oklahoma State, and he was unreal. Yeah, uh, he I could get go that, up and get it. But but what I'm saying, like these guys have got to step up. So your Moncriefs and your Deontay Johnsons of the world and. Your Vance McDonald Switcher. at tight end. Well, that's what okay, I'm saying. They've got to step up and like, you know what? Ben's going to be looking to you because it's other, he's going to be saying to the other team, all right, you're going to double team Juju. I'm going to make you pay. All right? Because you can't ignore – you can't – if Moncrief comes in and proves you can't cover me one-on-one, well, what, what's the other team going to do? So they, they've got to if get – If you're Bill Belichick and you're guys, playing Pittsburgh. You're double teaming. Juju. You're, you're and playing Washington. Guy, yeah, you're playing t- two safeties over the top. I'm go. Juju's getting doubled, and Washington's getting doubled. Fine. You okay? know what? So go ahead. I'll say single coverage on your tight end. Yeah. And I'm. You're gonna have to beat me with Switzer or Mon. Fine. I'll take. I'll take six, seven yards of reception and just march the ball downfield. That's fine. Keeps if, the ball. If, keeps if the ball out that. of. Keeps the ball out of Brady's hands. That's right. You know, like, nice long drive. I'm not so sure that's going to work. Well, one on one with Vance McDonald, one on one with Moncrief. I I haven't seen anything yet well, that says that every team in the league will not double team both Washington and Juju. Well, you know what? Then those other players have got to step up. They they've got you know what? And Ben Ben's been around long enough, and he knows the offense well enough where he's going to be able to say, "Well, I know where these guys are supposed to be." Right. And now with Antonio Brown out of the equation. Okay, without Antonio Brown sitting there saying, I need to get these many number of touches every single game, you're telling these other guys, like, look, you be expecting the ball on every play. Yeah, I'm going to throw it to whoever's open. You're right. Like, but, uh, again, watch the waiver wire. Yeah. They're not I, done with this receiver position. No, you're probably, you're probably right. I think Moncrief Well, I is, think they're not I done think, with tight end either. Well, I hope not. Yeah. They'd, I really hope they're yeah. not. But I, and I think every year, injuries – yeah, and every year, some vets get released for some cap space because some rookie comes up and is just as good, or right. at least they think he is, for the rookie minimum. Right, and they can get rid of a guy making two million. Right, which is everybody does. Right, but 
I'm a little I'm a little more worried about the Steelers offense than most people this year just because of uh some unproven. I'm not worried about running the ball. I think they're going to run the ball. Right. Um I'm just not sure what the what who do you go to in the clutch? Right. On when you need, third, you need and a third and eight. Yep. Just third and eight. Well, do you think the Steelers defense will be improved? Yes. Okay. I don't think it cannot be. <laughs> yeah. I mean exactly. they have no linebacker. Yeah. yeah. Well, just, they just ran so the ball right down their throats right. last year. But Devin, but it's not going to happen. No, not with Devin Bush. I Again, don't, I, don't I repeat, that's why I do not play him. Yeah, practice. If he gets hurt in practice, there's nothing you can do. Oh, uh, yeah, it's practice. I don't play him. Right. That guy is going to be. A, he's a beast. He's a stud. He already played one game with 10, 11 tackles. What more do you need? Right. Right. I'm not letting him get hurt. Yeah. Because I again, right. You got rid of the Bostic that you brought in last year, right? right. That was your. Oh my. So what God. happens if Bush gets hurt? Right, you're Matikavich again? Yeah, no, no. Everybody says it's a love pass. him. Love him as a special teams player. I like he's him too in a starter. pinch. Right, he's not a starter. He's a, no. he's a beast, but he's a slow beast. Yeah, when you everyone says passing is what is it's a passing league. It's a passing league. It's right. a passing league. You right. know why? It's not a passing league because if you can't stop the other team from getting four yards on first down or every run, and Steelers could not right without the linebackers right. Now you have you're guessing. Very difficult to be a defensive coordinator when they're play action passing, they can run it or pass and get four yards. Every, what's three times four? Well, last time I well, was last time I checked twelve. First down's ten, right? Right. Four yards. If you were an offensive coordinator and you called the correct play and all you got was four yards every play. Right. It's the best offense. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And it does. So you have. It's a passing league, but you still have to stop the run. Right. First off, right. You cannot give up three, four yards on the first down. No. Or second and ten, they run it and get four. Right. It puts you in a third and six, but your defense can't blitz. It's like it's third and nine. Right. You can't. You can't tee off. You got to just play defense regular. And right. It's right. I, I'm not convinced. Well, if you can believe it, it's been an hour. Good enough, because we didn't have anything to talk about today. <laughs> no, nothing, did we? Yeah. So, anyway, just a couple of notes. Uh, remember, everybody, we are now on Apple uh, Podcasts. Please, please, please go on to Apple uh, Podcasts and, you know, give us a like on there. So, get a little bit of... Facebook, Twitter. Yep. Go on to... We will be on Facebook. We will be on Twitter. You can also listen to the podcast on SoundCloud. But if you're checking us out on the I, Apple Podcasts... Yeah, on the iTunes on Apple Podcasts, please give us a like. Um, we're going to be doing a couple of different things here. So just for, for some future notes. So tomorrow I'm going to be interviewing Aaron Panagal, who is an athletic trainer at the Virtus Institute in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. He's also an assistant coach at Greensburg Central Catholic High School. But we are going to be talking about training and how training has evolved, especially in football. In high school, in too. High school, mo mostly in high school. But one of the questions I want to ask Aaron is when are they starting these? Like with, with these kids, when is a good age to start? Because, you know, when, when do you start turning these kids into athletes? We teach them the game, but when, you know, they're recruiting athletes when they get into college. So at what point do you start working on that? Well, one thing I want, I want to know from him, mm -hmm. there's a big controversy, not a controversy, but – Everybody with these travel teams, and they start specializing in sports at a very, very young age. Right. And yesterday I was watching some of the Little League World Series, and Tim Kirchin kept saying, play as many sports as you can. You get right. better. Be become an athlete. Right. I want to know his opinion. Like, yeah. at what point do you need to pick a specialty so you can 
excel at that where you have a future in college or pro? Right. Or does he think he agree with them that even th- all through high school, mm-hmm. play whatever you can. Right. You know, play hoops. Right. Go from the hoops to the football field. When I was in high school, we literally had seven guys that played every sport. Right. We went from basketball to baseball to football. Right. Uh, we didn't have track. Yeah. Um, it's just none of us wrestled. Right. Because uh, have you seen a wrestler play basketball? No. Well, uh, it's also during the same season of the year. Yeah. yeah it's still not pretty. <laughs> no. So my my one thing that I want him his opinion on. Okay. And I remember that when you ask him. Yeah, I will. If you can ask him. I will. I want to know what he thinks about playing multiple sports and when you should start focusing on whatever you, you're you good at. Right. Baseball, football, whatever. Okay. Basketball. We will, we will um, ask we will ask Aaron that. Uh, another thing that's coming up is we're going to have to do here fantasy football season starting very, very quickly. Yep. Um, we're going to try to get some other guests on maybe over the phone. Sure. To do a, just a, maybe a 45-minute fantasy football um, segment because there's a ton of people out there that play. All right. And uh, we'll, we'll see if we can't just p- pick some sleepers, uh, pick some stuff that we do. We have a lot of people uh, our age and up that play fantasy football. Well, I, uh, I also think that something we could do is, you, you know, we bring on some of these fantasy football guests and then on Twitter and Facebook, you know, even weekly, People could like post their questions. Say, okay, you know, I here's here. I've got I've got three guys. I've got to pick one to be my running back this week. Who would it I be? think that'd be great if they do it. I just don't. I think they they're going to more people like ESPN. Yeah, they're but, looking but at stuff. Maybe like they that, should go to go to somebody who actually play. know what they're know what they're doing. Yeah. You actually play it instead of just get paid to give their opinion. Well, you know what they do? They ESPN will rank their guys every week, and they don't fluctuate no you're supposed to just take the guy that is has the most points this week right well if three tight ends i can play we'll take the one that has two points more than the other two <laughs> it doesn't matter who the defense is right. it doesn't matter who the quarterback is it doesn't matter if they're double teaming people it doesn't matter right right you know i wouldn't take any tight end playing bill belichick no because if he's decent he's taking him out yeah they're gonna they're gonna they're stop gonna, him yeah yep so All right, everybody. Well, again, thank you so much. We are back and uh, be looking uh, for the the, uh, Aaron Panigal interview coming up tomorrow. And also, um, we're going to be doing a fantasy football podcast, uh, getting right in time for your drafts. So be looking forward to that. We'll catch you next time. See See you. Bye-bye.